Welcome back. Today, we answer questions from our hot and juicy listeners. Read excerpts from the greatest literary works. And I reveal the story regarding how I am no longer a wage slave. This is The Boardroom. I'm Sarah. And I'm Rachel. We ever choke on your own spit and think, oh my gosh, what if I had died? <laughs> yeah. Okay, we're going to start off this episode with some shout outs to some beautiful shout people. Out. Yeah, we have a supporter on Anchor because you, uh, you can donate to us right on Anchor. Uh-huh. So shout out to Tatiana Rebel. I hope I'm saying it right. Sorry if I didn't. But if um you're ever in the market for a hot and sexy consensual smooch, hit me up. That's lovely, Rachel. Um very progressive yes. of you. Very 2021. Yes, thank you. We do also want to give a shout out to all of our patrons on Patreon who Ooh, you can you can help us out there. There's going to be a link in the bio. There's 17 of them. Okay? Our first ever, ever patron, Charles Duff, who I think we mentioned. We might have mentioned him in the previous episode. But all our patrons, we're going to give you a shout out individually. Charles Duff, Wiley Nguyen, Emmanuel, I don't know how to say his last name. That's. I'm sorry, I messed that up. It's fine. Um, Anyway, Cameron Kreef. Justice Phillips, Vivian, just Vivian. She goes by one name. Mm, like Madonna. Right, or Cher, or Jesus. Mankey, Keys Roberto Brower, Caleb Tate, Craig D. Williams, the King of Keys, <laughs> Golden, with a three instead of an E, mm. Courtneya, Gay Post Malone. <laughs> An- oh, I love Gay Post Malone. <laughs> Anime Avatar, Nick, and um, Alexander Lang, thank you. Uh, anyone who has given us money, who will continue to give us money in the future. If you see us on the street, you can just hand us coins. They don't have to be like American currency either. They can be like Canadian or British, um, even though those are like not valid forms of money. Yeah. I'll take like arcade tokens at this point. Chuck E. Cheese, anything. Anything that's shiny. I will take those like <laughs> fake golden coins yeah. that like that you give out. You know, like those like Hanukkah coins. Yeah. I just wanted to say thank you very much to everyone who's monetizing our degeneracy. Yes. Um, we are eternally grateful and we will disappoint you in the future. Like we're just telling you that right now. <laughs> yeah. I, I give myself ma- <laughs> right. I give myself maybe another five months before I get canceled, and that's being generous. <laughs> yeah. So we're gonna move on to our next sweet little topic. This is where we answer listeners' questions, and all of you have <laughs> you have blessed us with <laughs> yeah. a plethora of very interesting questions. Um, a person by the name of E. Strauss sixty four. <laughs> has left what is, I mean, several weeks worth of therapy sessions <laughs> yeah. um, in, in our questions. <laughs> yeah. Touched upon every single possible topic. Anyway, um, you can start us off. I guess we, we can start off with uh, Mr. E. Strauss 64 himself. He asked, <laughs> he asked quite the question. I think a question that has plagued humankind for centuries. Is Larry David sexy? I mean, that's a pretty, like... Easy answer. Yeah, yeah, I think it's yes, a hundred percent. Larry David looks like a founding father. 
And he has this like very non-threatening kind of masculinity. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that I, I'm a huge fan of. You know what I mean? I love it. Yeah. But Larry David is a type of man to be like balding at the top of his head, but then still wear a ponytail. So like it's like essentially, <laughs> it's like an old man's version of a mullet, you know? Yeah. And I respect that. And I love that, like, he seems very, like, neat and tidy. Obsessively. Which I like that. I want a clean, nice environment. You want a man who knows, who, like, takes, you know, a bath. <laughs> yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> Stop. I'm sorry. Does Jake Gyllenhaal not bathe? <laughs> no. Have you not heard this? What? He, like, said in an interview, like, I don't really believe in showering. Like, I don't, I don't do it every day or anything. And everyone was like, oh. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Does he mean, like, does he do it every other day? Like, what does no, he mean? No, I think what it's, does... like, once a month. How is that possible? How how does he just not stink? I, I feel like he probably does. Okay, because also, earlier today, I saw this, like, blooper reel from Spider-Man or whatever. And they kept being like, Tom, you have to get closer to Jake. And it's like, is that because he smelled? Like, did he not want to get closer because he smelled? Like, I feel like I'm putting all the pieces together now. Oh my God. Our third eyes are opening up right now. <laughs> yeah. This explains a lot, I guess. I mean, it doesn't. Not at all. <laughs> but I will say, I know for a fact that once he said that, you know, there was probably like the thirstiest freaking people in the comment section being like, I'd lick the sweat off of you, Gyllenhaal. Uh, Just give yeah. me the chance. <laughs> I'll bathe you. <laughs> With my tongue. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, people are disgusting. True. But I, I'm a fan of that. I'm a fan of the perversion of the human race. <laughs> I feel like it's it's what keeps us going. Like you actually think about how genuinely disturbed so many people are in terms of what they like particularly men <laughs> it's like actually hilarious yeah i'm a i'm a fan of it as long as it's not criminal or it's, it doesn't involve like animals <laughs> i can't imagine there's people who are into like balloon popping <laughs> what evolutionary speed like inter uh, how does that happen yeah like wouldn't you learn to like be scared of loud noises maybe that's what it is true it's the excitement maybe because their, their monkey brains are like, a loud noise. Now I'm excited. I'm so smart. I should be an evolutionary psychologist. You really should. Mm, that was Sorry, good I, I, had to, I had to burp off um, off mic. I can still taste the, the meal that I just ate. Mm. That's gross, but I also like that. You have a burp and then you can like eat, taste what you ate and you're like, mm, yeah. midnight snack. It's always the worst when it's like a meat. It's the best when it's a meat because that's the hardiest. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. we should get to another question. Um, Joshua Brew? Brew? Brie? This sounds French. Yeah. He asks, Hi, I have a problem. I live in Louisiana and I don't like country music. I feel so isolated when my friends and family play it, and I don't have the heart to tell them that I think it's shit. P.S. I know y'all. Y'all say y'all have 10 listeners, but actually now you have 11. <laughs> Joshua. Thanks, Joshua. Um, so you live in Louisiana, um, my condolences, I guess, <laughs> and you don't like country music. This is a valid opinion. I think that Dolly Parton is the only country music artist that is valid. Yeah. Um, Willie Nelson, maybe, because he's like 157. Yeah. Yeah. Willie Nelson, I think at this point is, is like, the only way to properly honor his memory when he dies is to turn him into ash and then like roll him into a joint. <laughs> and then just pass him around at his funeral. Like you wouldn't. Yeah actually gain any sort of high you just be inhaling like ash yeah but i feel like that's how he would want to go he would want to be stuck in like the lung cavities 
of all the people that he was close to. Mm-hmm. And Dolly Parton, because I mean, it's Dolly Parton. Yeah. Um, I just realized we're not even answering this question. Um, <laughs> I would just say, I would say maybe get get to the point where like your friends and family are in a comfortable position. Like maybe they've just eaten like a large meal, like a like a bowl of grits or um, <laughs> just like a giant biscuit. Jambalaya. Yeah, that's Louisiana. Uh, we assumed he lived in like New Orleans, which is like the only part of Louisiana that like people care about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he could be living in just some random swamp. Um, either way, I would say wait until they're like comfortable, and then just drop it on them. Yeah, and be like, "Sorry, guys, Luke Bryant or whatever the hell his name is, <laughs> the the other guy who's Australian. What is his name? <gasps> oh, oh, Keith Keith, uh, Keith Urban. Urban. Keith Urban. I don't it think that like should be allowed." It it definitely is. It definitely is it a, sounds some racist sort of like also like urban. Who's wow. he to call? <laughs> he's he to call someone urban. Unbelievable. I feel like Keith Urban. When I, I remember we talked about this like first episode, the fact that he was Australian, I feel like should not be allowed. Yeah. It's like when I found out Drake Drake being Canadian. Yeah. That's offensive. <laughs> no one should be from that country. Sorry to our three listeners from Canada. <laughs> yeah. No offense. Um, they're not going to find it offensive. They're Canadian. No, they'll apologize for us if we say exactly. Something. That's why I'm thinking Keith Urban. That sounds that sounds like a witness protection program kind of name. Like that's not a <laughs> yeah. real person. He's married um, to Nicole Kidman, I think. Yeah, yeah. He sniffed out the other Aussie. He was like, "Come over here, girl. We're gonna be together." <laughs> it's incredible how we will we won't actually answer most of these questions properly. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we'll so just I would talk say, around all. Yeah, <laughs> drop it on them. You're valid for not liking country music. I feel like a lot of mm. country music nowadays is literally just like this, clearly influenced by hip hop beats. Yeah, so it's lyrically, it's lyrically the same thing where they're like, "Country girl, I, I love, love you, you. in your boots, my little pickup truck, mm-hmm. lick my butt," and you're like, "Wow." <laughs> Bob Dylan could never, could never write lyrics this freaking good. And but then there's like like trap beat in the background. So it's it's just a very bizarre mix. Like yeah. Florida Georgia line. Yeah, I was just about to say they're like the epitome of this. Right? They seem like if if like two natty lights became sentient. That is Florida Georgia <laughs> yeah. line. Uh. And I, I, I can't hate them because I feel like they might just be like fun. They might be fun. I feel like one of them like got canceled or something. What no, I think that's another one. That's another country singer that you're thinking of mm. who said some, I don't know. He said something, something related to uh, black, African-American, black, um, something, something related to <laughs> blackness. And Michael Shea talked about this on like SNL. He was like, you know, it was white people who snitched mm. on him because there's no one who's black listens to him. So I guess we got, we <laughs> yeah. have to think some, um. I don't know, some very vigilant white country fan for digging up whatever he said. I don't know. Maybe it was like a random tweet that he sent out back in like 2012. Yeah. That's always what it is. It's always like yeah. you look at the you look at the time that the tweet was sent and it was like September 11, 2011. And you're like, what? That doesn't even count. Ten years after 9-11. To honor the memory. <laughs> yeah. At exactly like 804. Like literally <laughs> yeah. exactly a decade after it happened. <laughs> Oh, it's <laughs> and he tweeted out like, mm, "Durags are kind of sketchy. Like, mm, I don't think I don't think cornrows are a, a good hairstyle." And people are like, "Execute him! Get rid of him!" Uh, All right, next question. Code name JV Javi twenty four. Or is it Javi? Oh my god, that's right. Look at me being 
racist, assuming the pronunciation is automatically English. They ask, do you plan to have actual celebs on the pod? If so, when? Bless you for thinking we would, anyone, anyone remotely famous would come on to this. I love this question so much because yeah. it's like, they're like, so when are you going to have like other people talking? Yeah. <laughs> like- um, yeah. When did you, when are you two going to shut up? Yeah. Um, I don't even think, I don't think we could get our parents to go onto this podcast, let alone a no. celebrity. I don't even think my parents know I do a podcast. I don't think my parents know what a podcast is. They would not, I don't really think, I prefer, well, to be fair, we have had celebrities on like Melania. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's, who's yeah. the other one? Um, Joe, was it Joe Biden? I want to say Gilbert Gottfried, but I feel like we haven't had him on yet. Um, I would love to have, oh my God, could you imagine if he came in and he was like, what? <laughs> what is that? That's, he doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> Try and do it. Do, do an impersonation of him. Ah, Affleck. <laughs> I think of him as the remember uh, Diago or whatever the the parrot from Aladdin. Oh, because oh. he played him, so he was like, "I swear, if he shoves one more cracker down my throat, it's like that." He sounds like <laughs> he he sounds like an angry New Yorker. His 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 hearing his voice makes my throat hurt. Yeah, like it sounds like he like swallows cigarettes every morning. Like he doesn't just smoke them; he he swallows the whole thing. Yeah, it's like his version of green juice. He lights them up <laughs> yeah. and then he just like he just gulps them down. Yeah. Um, we would love to have if any if this podcast gets large enough. Where to be fair, I don't really want it to get to the point where it's like <laughs> celebrities yeah. are coming on. We're not Joe Rogan. Yeah. I don't ever want to, like, have to interview a person. I want to be the center of attention. <laughs> exactly. It's about us. Also, it would be horrible. Yeah. The rapport would be terrible. Yeah. We never we never stay on topic. We go on tangents. We'd be yeah. so bad at interviewing people. I know. But Larry David, if you are listening to this, we would love to have you on. Yeah, Larry David, I would gladly have on the podcast. I feel like Larry David would be, like, he, he sees us as, as, like, two, like, little mouthy broads. yeah. I don't think he would like us. I think every celebrity that yeah. I like would hate me. I Yeah, I think the same. And honestly, that makes sense. Yeah. All right, another question. At Broden Polly, or Polly, doesn't matter. Um, why does Rachel sound tall? I, this this <laughs> feels like the meanest thing ever. Like, I feel like this is an insult. Rachel's actually seven feet tall. Yeah, I'm actually a professional basketball player. Yeah. So And like men's league, not even WNBA. <laughs> yeah, I play in the NBA. <laughs> she snuck in. Yeah. I think, I don't know. Um, I'm very short. I'm like borderline too short where <laughs> it's a little disturbing. I feel like I, I get a lot of people, especially on my TikTok, who are like, you're 5'2". I thought you were like... Five nine, you know, you seem like you'd be so tall, and I'm like, yeah, I do seem like the type of woman who would who would like professionally be like stepping on the necks of men with my heels. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So I feel like it's yeah. weird that when I'm not actually this giant domineering woman, and I'm actually like a very tiny child uh, sized <laughs> imp woman. Yeah, I don't think it matches my energy, um, and that's just like a struggle that I have to live with. And I just feel like. Yeah. I tried to be taller. I remember being like 12 years old and Googling like, how be, t- how be taller? How be tall woman? <laughs> yeah. How be tall a 12 yeah. girl? You ever get those platform shoes or anything? No, please. I'm not. No, that's some short man BS. That's some like <laughs> Napoleon complex yeah. BS. No. I mean, I like shorter guys. I will say it. I think that there's 
five seven is a good height for a man. Yeah, it's a good because it's taller than me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hate when girls are like, oh, but like, what if I wear heels? He's gonna be shorter than me. And I'm like, do you have heels fused to the bottom of your feet? Like, how often <laughs> yeah. are you gonna be wearing heels? <laughs> yeah, it's such a BS thing. It's like, no, nah, you just don't want a little manlet. You just want you want to be able to look up at your boyfriend like he's that guy from the kissing booth. You ever see that scene? Oh, I don't think so. He's the guy who plays Nate in Euphoria. Um, he's like very tall, and the main girl. It's one of those Netflix show, Netflix movie series that's like actually horrible. Sort of like to all the boys I've ever loved. They're bad movies, objectively speaking. Mm-hmm. They are horrible films. But like teenage girls are like not teenage. I wouldn't even say teenage. They're twelve year old girls are like I want a boyfriend like that, and I'm not making fun of them. <laughs> Because it's valid and they're just horny <laughs> and they don't know how else to like, they don't know, they don't know how to channel that yet. Yeah. But just saying, it's the type of thing where like, there's a shot in the the film where the main guy who is like six foot four, like the actor, he's in a gazebo with the female protagonist who is very tiny. She's like five two. And he's like looking, de- they're standing next to each other and he looks so unbelievably large compared to her <laughs> she looks like a pez dispenser <laughs> and he look he looks like he could literally rip her head off from her body with one hand yeah and i feel like a lot of girls are like i want that <laughs> that's for me and that's valid i want a man that could kill me <laughs> yeah with one i want a man who could like accidentally kick me into next week yeah. without even thinking about it and i'm like you know what i can't hate on that but it's also, I feel like if you're a guy and you're 6'4", and you're white, no offense, but it's about to get Rachel, when you're a white and over six feet, you're literally on easy mode. Like, in terms of dating apps, <laughs> yeah. in terms of, like, it's the tr- is it not? And you're, like, reasonably attractive and not, like, malnourished or morbidly obese. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's so easy. They're the... I sound like such an incel, but it's the truth. Yeah. There is a, there is a dating hierarchy, and white guys over six feet... I say as I go on dates with white guys over six feet, it's disgusting. I'm a hypocrite. <laughs> Literally are on easy mode. That's why I'm not impressed. If you're white and over six feet and you, you're you dating, it's like, yeah, what excuse do you have? <laughs> yeah, you better I'm be. not impressed. <laughs> anyway, um. I say that and I think it's because they get smoke blown up their ass all the time. <laughs> all the time. And it's it's actually disgusting. Yeah. So that's why I think I think five, seven guys are more attractive in my own eyes. Hmm. That's a good size. I've got some tiny, tiny male friends in my life. Yeah, they're cute. They have to have some other defense mechanism or some other qualities. Like they're always like funnier or easier to talk to because they have to be. Yeah. But it's like this, this is better in the long run, you know? It's true. I feel like because they're tall enough where they're not like very insecure about it. Yeah. But they're not so tall that they get cocky. (laughs) Yeah. Which is why guys, handsome men over six feet, handsome, attractive people in general are legitimately so boring to interact with. (laughs) And I know you might be thinking like, wait a minute, but like you're so hot and you're interesting. Like, yeah, I know, but I'm the exception. (laughs) I'm the exception. (laughs) That's why you need to date someone who's like kind of a little ugly. Yeah. Just a little bit. They need to have like tasted being dusty. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's how you become a person, is being ugly for just, like, a little bit of time. Yeah, like, maybe, like, they still wear those, like, big cargo shorts. The Kevin Smith... Have you seen the jorts? Kevin Smith's jorts? Wait, no, I don't think so. Google it. Anyone listening to me, if you don't know what I'm talking about, look up Kevin Smith jorts. Oh, my gosh, I'm looking at... (laughs) Oh, wait, I have seen this. (laughs) 
It's and he's unbelievable. The gas. <laughs> How? I feel like if he jumped uh, off a aren't if he jumped off a building, they would like the air that would rush through it would act like a parachute. <laughs> oh my! Oh gosh. my god! Anyway, let's move on to the next question. Um, at Lost in Translation asks, if I were to rampage a village, is it morally wrong to eat the children, or should I stick to adults? I feel like the kids are free game. <laughs> um, I feel like children are like very um. I've said this before. I made a video about this. I was like, I think like babies look like they would taste really good. <laughs> yeah. And that's true, right? Um, and they, like, you know, they, they can't walk yet. So like they're easy to catch. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> watch this video get demonetized. <laughs> um, I just think that, I think that there should be free game. I don't think it's fair. What, an adult deserves to die, but a, a kid doesn't? Yeah. You're probably right. <laughs> but I just feel like sometimes, uh, maybe this is exclusively to like babies, which I know is messed up because they're like the most defenseless <laughs> version of a child. But most toddlers to like tweens, they're pretty scrawny, so there's like not much meat on them. True, yeah. So they'd be a waste. Like if you were starving, you'd, you'd want to get the chunkers, right? <laughs> so you'd start off with like the people who have the most fat on them. Mm-hmm. And then you would sort of make your way to, I guess, the thin people. What do you think about this? Is it okay to, to eat children? <laughs> mm, well, I think about this all the time. Yeah. But I'm thinking, so it's like, I feel like you could almost do it like by family. Because like, if you already ate the kid's parents, then like, you might as well just finish the job, you know? Yeah. Because also then you're you're leaving a kid without parents. Like, that's really yeah. bad. So you might as well that's worse. just eat them. Yeah. Or you're, you're like handing them over to the state. Now <laughs> yeah. they're going to be a foster kid. Know, now the taxpayers yeah. have to pay for them. <laughs> That's selfish. Yeah. I love how in this system, people are rampaging villages, but there's also <laughs> like a still, state yeah. infrastructure <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that takes care of orphans. Uh. <laughs> um, I can't wait until if any, if I actually become a relevant person in any capacity, not necessarily online, I can't wait for people to take all of these clips out of context <laughs> and being like, the musings of a crouton thinks eating children is okay. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I do. Yeah. You caught me. Yeah. And you know what? I speak for the silent majority. <laughs> I hate, I love when people who are like Trump supporters were like, we're the silent majority. And I'm like, silent? Silent? <laughs> yeah. When have y'all ever been silent? I wish you'd be silent. That's like when they're, what, who is it? Marjorie Taylor Greene was like speaking nationally televised on C-SPAN wearing a mask that's like, I am silenced. Meanwhile, she's literally getting broadcasted <laughs> to thousands. I can't. Um, you ever see the footage of her doing uh, the pull-up? Yes! <laughs> and someone was like, why does she look like one of those chimps in captivity? <laughs> She was so, like, wavy with her body. Like, she would swing. It was so aggressive. Yeah. Anywho. Uh. Um, hashtag girl boss. So, <laughs> what were we saying? Silent majority. Oh, yeah. eating children. Um, eating children. I was thinking about, because the silent majority people, you told me how you posted that Ben Shapiro thing on our <laughs> yeah. Instagram, and we lost 20 followers, but then yeah. we gained 40 more. Yeah. So that's still a net gain of 20. Yeah, like it still ended up working out in the long run. But I was like, who, like, to the Venn diagram of listeners of our podcast and <laughs> fans of Ben Shapiro, I thought they were two separate circles, but apparently right. there's that 20 people in the middle yeah. that are both. That's that overlap, yeah. which is ridiculous because we're like insufferable leftists. But <laughs> yeah. hey, 
anyway, um, we have one final question from at ricardo.cxrtrez, so like control res. Um, when are we getting an episode with the French? That was his question. Just, I guess, the yeah, entirety the of the country. French population. Yeah. The landmass itself. Yeah. Um, the beautiful thing is, because we were reading these questions prior to recording, mm-hmm. we actually have a French person in the studio with us. Not a celebrity, mm. just a random French person that we forced to do this. Because uh, we have like a, we have a bit of information on him. Mm-hmm. Or her. I actually don't know. They're very androgynous. Mm. So, um, Pierre or Pierre, um, <laughs> you can get on the mic real quick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, look. The hi- no, no, no. You can take the handcuffs off. Like, they're, they're not even real. Yeah, he's walking over here. Mm. She's walking over here. They're walking over <laughs> here. Okay. Welcome to the show, Pierre. Oh, eh, thank you. Uh, this is uh, really nice to be on here. Uh, with, uh, not without my consent. Uh, I think, Pierre, you're such a little rascal. I don't know what that last part was. Uh... I don't want to be here. I d- you are forcing me to do this, but mm. uh, I agreed... Why I don't understand why I'm behind this um, glass screen. I haven't been able to communicate with my friends and family for a week. And my accent is slowly slipping. I don't even know if I'm French anymore. I think, Pierre, you just have one crazy imagination. That must be a French thing you got going on. I'm not even French. I'm Canadian. (gasps) What? I know. I I talk like this because I was locked in a room uh, with a Celine Dion record on for about... (laughs) 52 hours and then I emerged and this is just what I sound like now. Wow, that's quite quite the story. I know, it's incredible. Uh, now I can only wear black clothes and a beret is fused to my head permanently and I cannot take it off even to shower. Yeah, and I see you've been, you've been smoking a lot of cigarettes the whole time we've been here. A cigarette manifests in my hand every morning. Yeah. It, I cannot <laughs> let go of it. It's constantly smoking. It's the same one for several <laughs> months. It never goes down. Wow. It's unbelievable. Um, I am a phenomenon scientifically. I've reached out to multiple people mm. to tell them of my experience. And they're like, you are just a regular French person. Like, what's... I'm confused. That's like if you said, oh, I'm American. I wake up every day and there's a hot dog in my mouth. That's like the normal experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is though. So um, can I leave now? Well, since we've already gotten all of your money, I guess you can. Yeah, we're kind of done with you now. Um, the back door's open. I opened it while you were giving your little uh, spiel about how hard it is being French. Um, so you can leave. Oh, uh, thank you. So, so nice to taste freedom. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm I'm crying right now, but uh, I just I I haven't been able to get fresh air in a week. <laughs> Okay, that's fine. That's like kind yeah, of gross. Yeah, it's like Don't probably from all the cigarettes, so it's kind of your fault. I think so. Yeah, we're wearing satin, so like if you could just not get your tears on us, that would be yeah. really greatly appreciated. Um, anyway, that's the end of that segment. <laughs> no one's ever going to see him again. No. Um, we have a listener message. It's a voice message from a listener, and for their name, they wrote, I love Sarah more. And the subject line, Sarah, I love you more, that Rachel. So, um... <laughs> First of all, uh, proofread your message before you send it, but let's take a listen. Oh my god, Sarah, I love you. Like your TikToks, your YouTube, and your, like, the podcast thingy. It's so cute, it's so adorable. Um, Rachel, 
You'll be giggling the whole time. Hmm. Saying the only thing you'll be saying is hmm. Hehe. Haha. Like it's so annoying. Stop. But like, keep going. You're so fun. Anyways, love from the Netherlands, the Dutchies. Like, we're the best. King. Wow. wow. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, all you do is laugh. I mean, they're not wrong. I do be giggling a lot. True. But man, shout out to the Netherlands, though. To the Dutch. That was the accent? Why did I think he was Indonesian? <laughs> I swear to you. Uh. <laughs> I'm so bad. At, I'm so bad. Um... Thanks for sending us that that little audio. I'll I'll play that every morning when I wake up. That's going to be my new alarm. Him going hee hee hoo hoo. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Anyway, so the next segment, because uh, it has nothing to do with what we were talking about, but there's no consistency on this podcast anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, us being very big readers, mm-hmm. we uh, thought it would be interesting if we incorporated some excerpts from probably three of the greatest works of literature mm-hmm. published in the English language. Definitely. The first one, of course, being Fifty Shades of Grey. Mm-hmm. The second being Twilight. And the third being probably one of the greatest fan fictions <laughs> ever written, starring... Um, those five cute little British twinks known as One Direction. <laughs> yeah. Um, two of them have children. Wait, I didn't even know that. Louis has a ki- <gasps> Louis has been a father for a while. What? And then Zayn had that baby with Gigi uh, Hadid. Oh, I did know about the Zayn baby. Louis has yeah. a- I always thought Louis really was gay. <laughs> like, out of all five, I was like, I feel like he probably really is. No, he was just the one who couldn't sing. <laughs> yeah, he really... <laughs> He could always be that one girl like in school that was like oh, I love Louie and it's like who loves Louie the most? He ha- he was he was the funny one. Mm. And like that's kind of like he kind of had to be. He wasn't bringing anything else to the table. Oh, yep. Mm. I-, I said Ooh. it. I remember there was someone on <laughs> on Tumblr like way back when they were still like you know a, a band. <laughs> um and someone was <laughs> Someone said, like, you know, in every boy band or music group, there's always that, like, one person who isn't attractive or whatever. But, like, that's not even the case with One Direction. Like, they're all hot. And then someone someone replied, like, oh, my God, did something happen to Louie? And I... <laughs> oh, uh, no. And I cackled. I cackled. I was like, that's so mean. But that's yeah. so good. This is what the internet was made for. Anyway, I'm glad the One Direction, like, no one cares about them now. Um, and most of their fans are, like, grown adults. So yeah. they're, they're not going to come and try to decapitate us like um, BTS fans who are True. legitimately deranged. Yes. Um, we have Fifty Shades of Grey, the full the full book up, obviously, because we have read it. Mm-hmm. And actually, we are the inspiration for Anastasia. Yeah. People think it's – people think that it's um, – What's her name again? Bella or like uh, Beatrice? I don't know. The, the main protagonist from Twilight. Mm. But we actually ran into E.L. James back in like 2010. 
And both of us were so awkward and gangly and like mouth breathy mm-hmm. that she was like, I'm going to write a book about you two. Yeah. And we're like, that's weird because we're like 11 years old. Yeah, we were in like grade. Yeah. And we were like, why are you in our school library, first of all? Yeah. That's very weird. And she was like, don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Don't ask any questions. So basically, we're going to be reading out <laughs> some of the best quotes from this book. Um, <clears throat> are you ready, Rachel? Mm-hmm. Why don't you like to be touched? Because I'm 50 shades of fucked up, Anastasia. Don't get your panties in such a twist. And give me back mine. Ew, I hate that. What's the line that was like, my own Christian Grey flavored popsicle? (gasps) Oh, no, that's disgusting. That's nasty. That's how I'm going to refer to my boyfriend's peen. (laughs) Insert name here, flavored popsicle. Oh, a flesh popsicle. Ew. <laughs> I want you sore, baby. He he murmurs. So did he say it like, I want you sore, baby. baby. <laughs> Imagine like Michael Sarah saying that. <laughs> and he continues his sweet leisurely torment. Backward, forward. Every time you move tomorrow, I want you to be reminded that I've been here. Only me. You are mine. And then he like wolf growls, I think. <laughs> he goes like, <laughs> he goes like, oh. <laughs> anyway. Your stepfather? I'd like to meet him. Oh no, why? <laughs> I'm not sure that's such a good idea. Christian unlocks the door, <laughs> his mouth in a grim line. Are you ashamed of me? No, it's my turn to sound exasperated. Introduce you to my dad as what? This is the man who deflowered me and wants to start a BDSM relationship? You're not wearing running shoes. What? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. I hate how she's also, like, still has her V card when she's with him. Ugh. Like, oh, God. How many disturbing, like, tropes <laughs> yeah. had to be included in this? Yeah. Well, um, we're done with that. They're not as funny as I remembered, but I think that's just because we don't have, like, a visual accompaniment. True. We could try Twilight, which is um, the original Fifty Shades of Grey. Um <laughs> Yeah. In many ways. And it's also, I would say, the the first film is not that bad. Yeah, I actually, like, didn't hate it. It's the, the first one's the baseball scene, right? Yes, the baseball scene is iconic. Yeah. It is legitimately one of the best scenes in movie history. And that's a fact. That is. If teenage girls were not the primary audience that liked Twilight, it would not have received as much hatred. That's true. It's true. It's because we hate teenage girls. Um... I'm saying that we, as in, like, both you and I. Like, we hate them. <laughs> yeah, we have We have individual vendettas against them. Mm-hmm. Society at large is like, oh, teenage girls like this? It's automatically stupid. <laughs> yeah. And they're only right half of the time. True. So, here are some lines from, from Twilight. I wish, I think the line where Jacob goes up to Bella and he's like, Loka? Bella, how you, oh. Loka, that's not in the book. <laughs> But it should like, be. How you been, Loka? <laughs> he like runs up and hugs her, and he's got that Did long hair. Improvise that. I have Did no idea. Did he improvise that? I, <laughs> Loka. <laughs> I, I, why did I think that uh, he said, "How you been, Chica"? No, I think it's Loka, right? I think it's Loka. Anyway, some of the best lines from Twilight include "stupid shiny Volvo odor." That sounds like a slur. <laughs> I like this one. About three things, I was absolutely positive. First, Edward was a vampire. Second, there was a part of him, and I didn't know how potent that part might be, that thirsted for my blood. And third, I was unconditionally and irrevocably in love with him. 
Ah, <laughs> you get it, girl. Another one of the bests are, um, how old are you? Seventeen, he answered promptly. And how long have you been seventeen? His lips twitched as he stared at the road. A while, he admitted at last. I like this image of him. Stephanie Meyer does this thing where she will constantly say, like, he whispered or he murmured. And I'm like, yeah. do you know what that means? <laughs> if you imagine if any, half the time you were speaking to someone, they were just like, and you're like, what? Huh? What did you yeah. say? They were like, and you're like, what? What Speak are you saying? Up. I can't yeah. hear you. <laughs> uh, oh my god. Um, so I'm also gonna read to you um, the One Direction fanfic. Mm. Legitimately, the most touching story. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just saw an image um, <laughs> that said hashtag Imagine you come out of a teeth transplant. Harry, I'm out a lot if you scream. Who do you think gave you the teeth? He says, smiling. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, it's like an image of him. With no teeth. (laughs) Anyway, so um, here is the actual, um, here's the actual fanfic. Hashtag imagine, colon. You and Zane are at the hospital because you are getting a heart transplant. I'm so nervous, you say. Don't be. You're going to pull through this. I know that for a fact. You kiss him and go into operation. You come out successful and run out to tell Zane. But he's not there. You find a little teddy bear with a card shaped like a card. (laughs) Hey, babe. Sorry I couldn't be there for you after your operation. But I will always be in your heart forever. Zane. You ask one of the nurses. Where's the boy I was with before my operation? The nurse replies. Didn't they tell you who the donor was? Broken heart. That, a card shaped like a card. (laughs) That was good, yeah. There's so, there's so many, Uh, so many layers to it. It's just so intricate. uh, uh, The pixelated image of Zane in the corner just staring at you just makes it even better. Yeah. I also love the idea that uh, you can run immediately after heart surgery. She's just like up and running to the hospital. The fact that she was about, he was about to go, that she got the transplant. So she was literally on the stretcher about to be pulled in to get the operation. Yet he hadn't had the heart taken out of him yet. So I was like, are they just going to put you under and then scoop the heart out of him (laughs) while he's still alive? (laughs) Also, I don't think you can, I don't think you can be like, I'm going to give this person my heart if you're like a physically fit person. Because then that would require the hospital to kill you. Yeah. To give your organ to someone. Yeah, that's like a, definitely against like every medical code ever. Yeah. Also, I, it, there's just so many layers to it that are incredible. <laughs> the fact that it's clearly written by a, a child, like yeah. a, probably a prepubescent child. Yeah. The the last line takes you out. It took me out like a freaking bullet to the chest. <laughs> Didn't they tell you who the donor was? Hello. <laughs> Oh my god, that's just, oh, I'm sorry, but this story legitimately, unironically, touched me and was more memorable than most classical novels that I've read. <laughs> yeah, this is better than anything think, I read in, like, right? high school English. <laughs> Tell me that you're gonna remember that story for the rest of your life. Could you say the same <laughs> thing about The Great Gatsby? I don't think so. Yeah. Anywho, um, we're now at the last portion of our podcast for today. Mm-hmm. 
where I talk about me quitting my job and making content online in full. Um, and anyone listening to this podcast for the first time would be like, how is that possible? You two are insufferable. But <laughs> there's a lot of people who like us, baby. Yeah. Um, I was working. I graduated college in like July, right? Because I had a summer session. I also don't think that I'm ever going to get my certificate because they <laughs> fully are like, we sent it out to you. And I was like, well, I didn't get it. So whatever. <laughs> um, I graduated. I got hired technically before I graduated because I was interviewing for stuff. Mm-hmm. So I told them like, I know. <laughs> so a week after, I moved. Started my job. Second day on the job, I post a TikTok that goes viral. <laughs> the two subsequent TikToks do even better than that. So a month later, I'm, ta- I'm talking to the day. A month later, I quit my job. Yeah. Which was two days ago. As if recording. But you guys are not going to hear this for like another three weeks. I quit my job. Um, now, let me just say this. If, in case anyone who worked with me or my boss is listening. <laughs> I didn't have any problems with the people there. That wasn't really the issue. <laughs> it was just the fact that like, we used to have these morning meetings, right? Mm. And the whole point of the meetings is like, they'd go over information to help us with sales. But it was... Like, after you you went to a handful of those meetings, you're like, this is the same information that we're being told over and over yeah. again. And that portion wasn't even... It was, it was the fact that there was this mandatory prep that was expected of people, where I'm okay with going to meetings in the morning, but there was a section where, like, they would say the people who did well, and then you'd give them a shout-out. But you were supposed to woo <laughs> after each person. And I... Being expected to be cheerful in the morning for a job... Mm-hmm. Is actually like sadistic. I think it <laughs> should be a crime. Yeah. I don't, I, I, I just, I don't think that people owe you enthusiasm. And it was very like, it was the perfect encapsulation of like this forced corporate joy <laughs> that I, yeah. I remember thinking like in the back of my head, I was like, I'm really grateful that I have this job. But, like, I'm also leaving the absolute second that I can. (laughs) Yeah. Which is, I would say, the mentality of about 85% of people who are working right now. True. Because I just had to get a second job. And I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like it. But I gotta do it. You gotta do it. Exactly. And I sound like such an ingrate because it's been about, it's been about a month. I worked a real job. (laughs) For four weeks, and then I was like, I'm, I can't, I do, can't this. do this anymore. Yeah. I, just, I, just, I just can't. I just can't. Watch me have to get another job because, like, something happens. I feel it in my bones. Uh, I feel like I got I got lucky, and everything happened and worked out for me too quickly. <laughs> so I feel like now I need to get, like, I need to have, I need to get knocked down a little bit. Oh. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like, I'm saying this even though I'm not, I'm not rich. I'm not making, like, so much money from this stuff that, I'm set for life or anything like that. Yeah. But it's enough where I realized I don't want, I don't want this job anymore. <laughs> it's dra- it's draining the energy from my soul Yeah, because I did, I wasn't in it. It would have been one thing if I was like, okay, I want to be promoted to a managerial position or whatnot. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to, I'm going to put in the effort, but it was more like, this is a means to an end. Like this, yeah. this is just a, a placeholder job until I can do what I actually want. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing worse than being in a job where you are looking for the exit. <laughs> yeah. As uh, like you are waiting for the opportunity to leave. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with like the job itself or the people there who were all fine. Like mm-hmm. they were great people. Mm-hmm. But I just, I could, I, 
I couldn't do it. In yeah. the morning, I'd be in the meeting. I'd be in the meeting and I would be shaking. I Because you have to have your video on. And I would just be mm. like, I, I, I cannot bring myself to be happy at 930. Yeah. I physically cannot do it. Anyway, um... <laughs> So that was my the end of my wage slave story. Um, I'm sorry that you can't relate. <laughs> if right out of college you were able to be a content creator um, <laughs> like me, <laughs> mm, an influencer. Um, yeah. Now, now I'm like you're. You're like if you get stopped at the airport and they're like, um, "What do you do for a living?" You gotta say influencer. <laughs> yeah, and then I have to do like that pose, uh, yeah. and then I have to tongue pop. I have to tongue pop death drop and be like, I'm an influencer. Oh, I'm an influencer. And they're like, that's not a, we don't have a box for that. So we're just going to say unemployed. And I'm like, that's pretty much yeah, the same thing. Like, mm, no, yeah, that's right. It's really weird uh, having to explain. Tell me what, I told my dad about this, right? Hmm. And he knows what the internet is, but he's like in his sixties. So he's not someone who's like, oh, an influencer. That's, I know what, I know what that is. Yeah. So I told, I could literally be in a position where I'm making millions of dollars online and he'd still be like it's not too late to apply to grad school you know you could always <laughs> yeah. and i'm like for for, for what uh, and i just think it's the idea of him having to explain to his friends like mm-hmm. yeah my daughter makes videos online mm-hmm. and makes money from that they'd be like wow. like she, is she a cam girl like what do you <laughs> <Yeah>. mean <laughs> she make mukbangs what's going on <laughs> yeah like i'm so imagine being a mukbanger like that was your job which shout out to y'all y'all are geniuses imagine like the parents of those people being like let me get this straight you're making more money than a doctor (laughs) yeah eating camera in silence in your house i i say this as someone who watches them and i love those videos Mm -hmm. could you imagine explaining to one of your ancestors that this is something that you could make hundreds of thousands of dollars doing they would lose their minds they're like i literally i'm a child laborer like i started working when i was three years old no Uh, vacation no benefits half my siblings died of polio (laughs) or i I was orphaned at 15 working 12 hours a day no rights i'm a peasant i'm busted i probably need glasses but i don't know what those are yet because they haven't been invented (laughs) yeah (laughs) and just think like yeah your ancestor makes um as much money as like one of your feudal overlords by eating taco bell in front of a mic and having people (laughs) listen to to them crunch yeah crunch (laughs) on food i feel like they would actually have a breakdown yeah you think they would be like disturbed by it or they'd be proud They'd be like, yes, my lineage, finally. <laughs> we get to do nothing and make money. I would be proud. I would be mooching off of that. Like, if someone I knew was a mukbanger, I'd be like, let me take a slice of that. Like, I'll eat in front of a camera for some money. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you think it's like that's the only thing they eat. Like, they don't, if they're not <laughs> yeah. on camera, they don't consume <laughs> yeah. food. What if it was like a disease? Yeah, like you can only like Oh, my God. That's actually so... Please don't give Netflix any ideas. They're going to turn that into a whole like, they're going to turn that into an entire series where it's like the future. Mookbongers have taken over. You're yeah. only a, like your fit, your body, your, your esophagus won't even open up yeah. unless like your body hears that like recording sound go on. Yeah. That's actually a horror movie. This is, yeah. This is like some off brand black mirror type show. That's so scary. Could you imagine? And like your your power turns off or your phone doesn't work and then you just starve to death. (laughs) That'd be crazy. That's scary. Um, I feel like that's, we've depleted ourselves. I don't have anything else to say. I'm, I'm content. And that's all we got to say on that.
tune in. Um, we would say next week, but we are not remotely consistent <laughs> enough. So tune in whenever we decide to upload. See ya. This has been The Boardroom with Sarah and Rachel. The Boardroom is edited by Rachel Nicewander. Stephen Duransky is our graphic designer, and our theme music is by Doug Maxwell and Media Right Productions. Support the podcast by donating on Patreon or Anchor. Links in the description. Got a question? Email us at boardroombusiness at gmail.com. Or DM us on Instagram at boardroompodcast. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to The Boardroom on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. Like, comment, rate, and review. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. Solicit us. We'll take anything. 